Chris Boley, it's great to have you on the Abstract Podcast. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's good to be here. So what are you up to these days in regards to playing, singing? Um, well, right now I am with well, the coronavirus is kind of a little bit of a booger, but um, right. I've been, I'm involved with my church. I'm a worship leader Sunday mornings, and I'm also um, pretty heavily involved with the youth group doing, um, I'm the main worship leader for the youth group as well. And then on top of that, I'm doing, there's worship nights and other things like that, that for the church that I'm involved in too. So. so before the coronavirus happened, how frequently were you playing per week? Um, I was, for the church, I was, I was leading probably once or twice a month. Um, okay. And then for the youth group, I was, it was weekly. Weekly. Okay. That's fantastic. And when did you start playing and singing? Like how uh, long have you been doing that sort of thing? So I, uh, when I was 16, I, I actually, I led worship once for a camp, um, and I was, that was, it was not pretty. It was, it was not the, it was not the, the best thing in the world. Um, and after that, I kind of just wrote it off as I was like, well, I had my, I had my chance and I, nah, that's not, it's just not for me. Um, now was that singing or playing as well? It was both. both? And okay. so I was only one up on stage. And so it was, it was the first time I ever like actually sung in front of somebody. Wow. So it was, that was a big step for me. And after that, for I was sure. like, well, this is just kind of, that's it for me. Um, but then I, I did reach, it was the missions program. And through that, my team kind of put me on the spot for leading because nobody else on my team could really play and sing. So they were like, Chris, you can play guitar and you can, you can carry a tune, so you're going to lead worship for us. And I was like, yeah. You met the criteria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so pretty much ever since then, that would have been 2016, um, off and on, and it's just kind of kept going ever since then. Okay. And what are your main instruments? Um, so I play mainly guitar. Um, I picked up piano last year, so I can I, I dabble in piano, um, but mainly guitar, and I can play drums as well. Okay, that's great. And and for you, why do you do it? Like, what what is it about it that that keeps you coming back to it? So I, um, when I was in this missions program, I I led the first time I led, um, I felt pretty good and. I kept doing it, kept doing it. I think I did about three or four times. Um, and then the, the director of the program came to me one day and was like, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you that, that you have the anointing of a worship leader. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. Well, um, I don't, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it just kind of kept going from there. I kept leading and I was like, well, maybe I'm supposed to, to just keep leading worship. Maybe this is something that I'm like, God's going to use like grow me in eventually. Um, and there was a speaker that came through that, that told me like he was missing, I think three, three of his fingers at the second knuckle and he could play guitar just about better than anybody I've ever met. And he was like, you know, you might not be the best guitar player in the world. Um, and you might not be the best vocally, but you like, God can use anybody to lead worship. Cause he said, anybody can get up there and lead a song, but it takes somebody special to like really, lead in worship and so it just kind of kept going from there um and it's so cool because people people i've never met before had come to me um within the last year and they've told me like hey i feel like god is supposed god told me to tell you that you're going to be used for worship in some capacity and i was that that kind of scared me a little bit but i was like you know what i feel like god is going to use me for worship in some way i don't know how or where um but I know he's going to use me. And so I was actually going to leave again and um, to Nepal and lead a team over there. And 
I, I felt the call to Nepal and I was like, yeah, this is my time to go. And God was like, nope, you're staying here. I was like, no way. You're just, you're just testing me. He's like, no, you're, you're staying here. So I was like, okay, God, if you're going to, if I'm going to stay here, I need you to, I need you to give me something that I can work with. So I emailed the organization. I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to withdraw my name from the list. And they, they said, oh, yeah, that's fine. The next day I got a call from the church and they were like, Hey, um, we heard that you, you can sing and play. Do you want to take a shot at leading worship for us? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I got this. And so it's just kind of taken off since then. And I've, it's just kind of been getting deeper and deeper and like, I can definitely see myself growing and it's just been really cool to see how God like came through, um, especially in this capacity with, with giving me things to work with and progressing me as a worship leader. So in a lot of ways, it was the, the community you were around, they were affirming of you in those spaces. That's, that was the major point. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, there was people that I've never met before during okay. worship nights that came to me just out of the blue and were like, Hey, you're God's going to use you for worship. And so that was, that was really reaffirming. Let's end with this question. Who are the artists that make you want to play or make you want to sing or make you want to write songs? Um, as far as worship leaders go, I'd say the biggest is Phil Wickham. Um, just his his style, his ability to um, to to lead effectively with with just a guitar is something that that I really look up to and that I I aspire to to be like. Um, Rick Pino is one that he's he's very like I said like it takes it takes a lot of it takes anybody can lead a song but it takes somebody um, who's got the anointing to, to really effectively lead in worship. Um, and so I, I, I look up to, to people like that. So primarily Rick Pino and uh, Phil Wickham is probably, probably my biggest as far as worship leaders go. That's great. Well, thanks, Chris. It was great hearing from you. Yeah, thank you. So, how are you doing, man? Good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I was interested to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, just talk a little bit about music, kind of. That's what we're focusing on. And so, um, tell me, what is it you're doing right now with music? What does your musical life look like right now? <laughs> um, right now, most of it is just playing music for church. Um, I was writing for, for uh, writing a lot for a while. Um, and did you see John Prine? Passed away recently, a songwriter. I think um, I did. I don't know who he was, but I seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know some of his songs, but I didn't know a lot about him. But I saw a quote that he had, and he said, um, "Happiness is one of the worst things for songwriting." And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard Andrew Sanga say, say yeah. the same thing. Like, no one writes a song when they're happy. I know, and I like I just got married. So do you feel like that's a year why? ago? Yeah, I think so. Because um, my songs often tend to be a little bit more like there seems to be a little bit more sadness behind them or longing behind them maybe sometimes and it's hard for me to write like a happy song yeah I definitely relate to that so. and I want to ask you about songwriting first I want to um, just hear we were talking a bit before we sat down here and like I think that um, a lot of us who play music we now have found our kind of musician friends mm-hmm. that we sit down and have podcasts and talk about music with but it seems like when we started we were like we didn't know anyone else who did it. We yeah. all kind of came from ourselves. So like, what was, how did you get into music? And Yeah. 
Um, I had mandatory piano lessons. <laughs> That's pretty much how I got into it. I forget exactly when those started, but I was young, probably six or so. And then I had the lessons for five years, I think. Um, and it was fine. I, I liked music a lot. I always loved music, but I didn't like playing piano much. And then, you know, it was a, it was classically trained too. So it was a lot of songs I just didn't really know and didn't care a whole lot about. So For I wanted six to years. play. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to play guitar. And when I was 13, my dad had a guitar. And when I was 13, they finally let me just, you know, stop piano and I was able to play or try playing guitar. I didn't have any lessons, but dad had an old chord book laying around with mm -hmm. the chords on it. So I would just practice those and I'd get chord charts online for songs that I knew and yeah. just practice their transitions until I was good enough to, to switch chords. Um, and then I think the first song I ever learned to play was By Your Side, but it was just the, like strumming. It wasn't the picking yeah. part at 10th Avenue North song. Um, so everything guitar has been self-taught, but then I actually did uh, about a year ago, I went back to that same piano teacher and took theory for another, it was probably six months. Okay. Because everything that I do is by ear, so I was trying to kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. Sure. Yeah, because it seems stuff. like there's a bit of a gap there yeah. between people who are theory and self-taught. Yeah. There's yeah. an advantage to both, but I kind of wanted to be able to, you know, know a little bit more about why it's supposed to be the yeah. way it sounds right. So you started when you were about like 13, mm -hmm. and then... How long was it before you found other people that you could play music with? Um, it would have been coming to school here, I guess. Probably probably around sophomore year. Me and Josh started playing, and Josh played piano. So we played together a lot, and Joe Mollett kind of pushed me to play some. Yeah. My school teacher, our school teacher. And uh, I think that's kind of... Josh was the first guy that I really played with a lot, and we played together quite a bit. And we play for. We started playing at church when we were like sixteen, I think. It's okay. been almost ten years now. Yeah. So it was mostly through that. Okay. Yeah. And so then, like, at what point did you start writing your own stuff or experimenting with with playing music that wasn't someone else's? Yeah. I wanted to pretty early on. I remember the first time me and Josh tried to write a song because we were, I forget who we were listening to, but we kind of just had this thought of like this could it can't be that hard. Mm -hmm. So we went up to the attic at my place and. It was like the middle of summer. It was really hot up there. I remember that attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The super <laughs> yeah. steep steps. Yeah, it was, it was like, super yeah. hot up there. Yeah. And we took a Bible up there and just started like, you know, going through the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And the whole point was just to write a song. And we made it like 10 minutes or so and then finally gave up. And it was harder than we thought. Um, and we were also probably not going around about it the best way either. Uh, but that was the first time we tried. And then I didn't really write songs much again then until I was probably 18. Okay. And then I started writing them a lot more, started coming a lot more naturally. And um, yeah, from then on, it was kind of, I'd write as much as I could. Yeah. So tell me a bit about like, I know everyone has a different process that they approach, mm -hmm. approach with. So like um, in the instances where you it's worked, right? You've yeah. written a song that like, hey, I made something that's yeah. kind of cool. What, what does it look like when it works or is it different? So it, it can be different. Most of the time it's a, uh, it's built on like a melody and one phrase. Okay. Like I hear a little bit of a melody and I hear one phrase, like kind of a, a, a hook or something like that. So you get something to build around. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and then I can build off of that. Um, I've tried like writing the lyric and then trying to set the lyric to music, but I've had a hard time doing that because it just feels kind of choppy and it, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to flow as well as when I do the... Typically, it's music first for me. 
and then I fit the, the lyric to, to that. Yeah, so talk a little bit about your songwriting. I know um, I've listened to your stuff and you've you've worked on it and produced it and put something out. Mm -hmm. What all have you done and what's that been like? Yeah, um, I have two EPs out. The first one we recorded in Asia. Um, me and two of my friends went yeah. over there and, and we're on a, a team over there <coughs> called the Edge Team. And it was kind of a leadership development type programs. We did a lot of trips. We were over there for nine months. And one of the things that we got to do is uh, Tristan, and I think Tristan was on here yeah. um, early on. Uh, we got to go in and to a studio and record. So we spent two weeks and we're in the studio almost every day doing practicing and tracking yeah. and stuff. And it was just three songs that we had written, but the producer didn't speak any English really. So it was, it was a pretty, um, we were pretty intimidated because he was trying to get us to do what he <laughs> wanted us to do and sure. we couldn't communicate but we were he was really good like he had a really great ear for it and i was actually pretty happy with, with yeah. those three songs yeah i remember those songs yeah so yeah you did that one and then you went mm -hmm. on and you actually you put out another ep um the good ones at the last mm -hmm. yeah um i was curious to ask you what's what's your favorite part of songwriting like if if there's something about it that just that works mm. with you and just resonates with you or is it or is it a process the whole thing is work a lot of it is work like I, especially starting starting is the hardest part for me because um, you're most times I just build around a little phrase or something so uh, to start you have to really put some thought into like what is this phrase gonna mean mm -hmm. and then sometimes you have to just you know work with it and see what sticks uh, but I think the most fun part is when it, it kind of comes together and you feel like yeah. some momentum building mm -hmm. yeah 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 and you get to the end of the song and you you realize that it could you know Nothing I do can really make it, but I could tinker with it, but it's good. I just need yeah. to leave it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the better feelings. Sure. And then a new idea. Sometimes a new idea is fun. Like getting the phrase, sometimes that's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And you're like, man, this could yeah. be something. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last question for you, I was curious. I know everyone's kind of comfortable in different situations. Where do you, where, where do you like to play music the most? Um, in your bedroom mm -hmm. at like three in the morning or in, like leading worship in front of a church? Or what's what's your favorite uh, like method to play music? Yeah, um, it'd be playing a show. Okay. Because I I enjoy playing music at church and with other people. Okay. Yeah, for sure with a band. Um, I can tend to you know get off stage and really be hard on myself more so when it's when I'm by myself when I'm with a band and I have people playing with me and all that. I, it's a, it's a lot more fun yeah. afterwards. It's yeah, all yeah, fun yeah. while I'm doing it. And part of that's probably because I'm an Enneagram 3. And I Are you of, really? I like the stage. Yeah. That's cool because I was thinking, I was trying to think, I was like, I wonder what Corey is yeah. before the thing. I was like, I, I bet he's a 3. I thought I was a 4 for the long, I think I wanted to be a 4. Yeah. And I didn't really like the, you know, the stigma of the 3 always having to be the best. And, right. But it kind of is me. I do accept it. Yeah. The hair's always had to be nice. 3 wing 4 though? Got the wing 4? Yeah, I think it's wing 4, okay. yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think. So anyway, I like the stage. Uh, my favorite thing is is performing with a band in front of people. Yeah. I feel like I can, you can do more, you can be a little bit more creative. When I'm playing music in front of church, um, I'm trying to make it as accessible as possible for the yeah, audience. Yeah, exactly. Instead of like performing, mm -hmm. you're trying to get yeah. some response, sure. Hey, well thanks so much for being on, and yeah, I can't absolutely. wait to hear you play a song. Thanks. So this song is my, actually the latest song that I've written. 
and I haven't written many, so this is actually almost six months old by now. Um, but I wrote this song um, about an experience that I had in Asia. I talked about that a little bit, and one of the things that we got the chance to do over there was to uh, go to a an orphanage. Um, and in China, they have the, the two-child policy. And so a lot of these kids that were at, were at the orphanage were disabled and, um, you know, no one wanted them. The parents could only have two kids, so if they had one with disabilities, often they'd leave them in an orphanage. Um, so there was a girl there that we met, and she didn't, she wasn't able to, to talk or anything like that, and we got to take her outside. She was pretty severely disabled, and she had an arm that she would, that was kind of bent, and she would hook her right arm around your neck, and her left arm was just crazy strong, and she loved to feel stuff, and she'd reach out and grab everything, and kind of yank you around, and it was kind of hot, and we were sweaty, um, but it was such a cool experience, and we had to, we were there for about an hour, and we took her back into the orphanage and, and laid her down, and she had a, a chair and a bed, and she had to stay strapped down in her chair or her bed pretty much all day, every day, because they just didn't have the staff to, to be able to take her out. Um, so we we brought her back and put her in her bed and they started strapping her in. And as we kind of stepped back and walked away, it was just, she wasn't crying, but it was one of the saddest sounds I'd ever heard. It was kind of a moan and it really pulled at me. Um, Cause here I was this kid who was, you know, had done, you know, things that I was not proud of at all. And I was, um, you know, going to be able to go back home to a family and I was healthy and, was having this cool experience in Asia and uh, so that's kind of what this song was about and I hope it I hope it kind of portrays that all right the road wound up through the mountain to the simple building at the top A home for all of the unwanted Cast away and beaten up That's when I first saw her in the corner of the room And it took my breath away And there was nothing I could say Cause she broke my heart in two So Sophia, I will hold you a little longer There's nothing else that I can do I don't know if you'll remember me But Lord knows I can't forget about you She held tight to me as we walked 
There was joy on her face, though she would never talk. She smiled and laughed like she was on top of the world, like she didn't even know she was an unwanted girl. Too soon the time came to leave her. We carried her back into the room, and as she started to cry, a little part of me died. The saddest sound I ever knew. So Sophia, I will hold you a little longer. There's nothing else that I can do. I don't know if you remember me, but Lord knows I can't forget about you. And I don't know why I've got it so good. It wouldn't be this way if you and I were judged. As we should, 'cause I'll go home to family, and you've got no one, and you're crying as you're left there all alone, and I'm praying for my God to be your own, to be your. Sophia, I will hold you a little longer. There's nothing else that I can do, and I don't know if you'll remember me. But Lord knows I can't forget about you. And I know He won't. Forget about you. Um, so, like I was talking about in the. <laughs> so, like I said earlier, um, God has really, really kind of pulled him pulled things together for me, um, especially in the last year. And this song is something that I've always gone back to. Um, it's called "The Goodness of God." It just talks about how, like, all my life you've been faithful. Like God, God follows through. Um, he's good no matter what. And for me, through my music, like this is this is one of my favorite songs to play um, because of that. Because of my experiences uh, through worship, through the church, and and just through uh, music in general. Um, so yeah. Fails me in all my days. 
I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am made I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire in darkest night you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am made I have lived in the goodness of God Your goodness is running after it's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me With my life laid down I surrender now I give you everything Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life you have been. have been so, so good, every breath that I can make, I will sing in the goodness of God. So my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am made I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good 
next song is just a, a song that I wrote for my wife. It's called Like the Sunshine. If we're wasting time, I want to waste my time with you. If we're standing in line, So this next song that I want to do is, it's called Anthem. Um, I had mentioned that one of my favorite worship artists was Phil Wickham. And this is, this was, the song was written by him. And it really kind of encompasses um, worship in general and the reason that I, I, I love to lead worship and the reason that I do what I do. Um, it just talks about how, like, Jesus is the anthem of my heart. And I want to share that with people. Um, so this song really, it means a lot to me. Too many 
that I love you So worship you now Your love is perfect Your love is kind I'm yours forever Forever you're mine Jesus, the anthem of my heart Jesus, the anchor of my soul I'm overwhelmed by all you are Oh, how I love you You call me love Call me friend Grace says I'm worthy You welcome me in All that I live for You're all that I need It's in your presence I fall at your feet Jesus, the anthem of my heart Jesus, the anchor of my soul I'm overwhelmed by all you are Oh, how I love you Jesus, the anthem of my heart Jesus, the anchor of my soul I'm overwhelmed by all you are Oh, how I love you Faithful to the God, you are always so good. Where do I begin? So many reasons to love you. Your presence never breaks. Beauty never fades. What else can I say? So many reasons to love you Faithful to the end God, you are always good Where do I begin? Many reasons to love you Your presence never breaks your beauty never fades What else can I say? So many reasons to love you Jesus, the anthem of my heart Jesus, the anchor of my soul I'm overwhelmed by all you are Oh, how I love you, 
Jesus, the anthem of my heart. Jesus, the anchor of my soul. I'm overwhelmed by all you are. Oh, how I love you. Jesus, the anthem of my heart. Jesus, the anchor of my soul, I'm overwhelmed by all you are. Oh, how I love you.